and welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, on Friday's episode of Market Talk, I sat down with Chad Hart from Iowa State University, economist with ISU, to get his thoughts on the action we're seeing in the grain trade here as we wrap up the month of August. A lot of factors out there, including this past week's crop tour across the U.S., which found a pretty low corn yield nationally, a national estimate there compared to USDA's August number, and the soybean estimate was pretty much in line. But that's a factor along with economic issues and much more let's listen in to part of that interview i had with chad hart economist at iowa state university from this past friday's episode of market talk well chad breaking down commodities a little bit corn looking there really the last uh, last couple of weeks has been kind of impressive in this corn market how well it has held up i think uh, something like you know roughly 20 days out of 26 days or so we've gone up in the corn market at least i think a decent corn um and really trading at some pretty uh pretty solid levels around 650 660 i I mean you look at this corn market on top of what we found with the tour what else is supporting here because it really just feels like this corn market has slowly chugged higher the last month it really has and i think again it goes back to why were we down sort of fairly significantly as we looked at last month and it was the combination of i think you saw a lot of folks take risk off in July. So we saw a lot of the premium that was built in because of the Ukrainian war and because of weather disappear in July. And now we're rebuilding some of that as we move through August. And every time we look at the the weather reports, the drought monitor, as we look at these crop tours that are going on now, it just adds another layer of evidence that, yeah, this crop's probably not nearly as strong as we saw with last year, even though the the general setup is still the same. Concerns about drought across the Midwest impacting the crop production, but I think we're seeing some different effects this year as opposed to last year. Well, as we look at the balance sheets and look at maybe some of these declining yield ideas, it seems hard to imagine we're going to get to that 175 mark that USDA put out in August on national corn yield, but Chad, there's not a lot of wiggle room in the 22-23 balance sheet here, and I would have to think that at some point price rationing is going to have to come into this corn market, especially if these lower yield ideas come to fruition. I, I would agree with that, and I think the the place to watch here is the export side. When we're looking here, I would say the 175 that USDA put out there, again, it was based on the farmer surveys from early August, and I think uh, and I've been reading a lot of commentary on a lot of the tours going on right now. And a lot of folks say the crop looks better from the roadway than that does when we get into the field. And I think that's the same thing that impacted USDA's number of 175 there. A lot of that was what's the view from the, the roadway as opposed to being deep in the field. And so as we bring that yield down, though, yeah, USDA has got to readjust the balance sheet to, to bring things back in balance. And like I say, I think exports is the feature to watch right there. Typically, when we do have a short crop here in the U.S., it is exports that move significantly to balance back out that, that sheet. And so that's why there has been a lot of concern about how are export sales holding up given these improving prices, as we talked about earlier. Well, and you mentioned exports. I think China could possibly step in some more. I'd love your thoughts on that. I mean, historic drought in a lot of their 
production areas going on. Plus, you see drought in parts of Europe. We know the export issues out of Ukraine. Um, talk about what you think as far as you know exports with, with China being concerned here, because it feels like despite some of the tensions over Taiwan that may have eased, I think at some point China's really going to have to step back in here. We've seen that already this week on the soybean side a little bit, too. Yep. We have. And as you mentioned, the idea is we're not the only place facing significant uh, weather extremes right now with droughts in China and Europe. And so, you know, we know that there should be increased feed demand because of that. Uh, the challenge here, though, is I think the same thing as we look at the U.S., you know, as we look at our domestic usage as well. We've seen our feed demand retreat because of, you know, basically smaller herds driven by the drought here there's concern that the same thing is happening as we're looking globally here. So while we see the need for more feed because of drought conditions, we also know that drought conditions are also limiting how much feed demand there could be out there. And I think that's the, the scary thing as traders are looking forward is trying to figure out which of those two factors, both due to drought, um, are, are which one's larger as we're moving forward here? Will we see more demand because of the drought out there, or will we see less because they cut back on their livestock industries? Well, Chad, I think farmers, uh, they should by now hopefully have a decent idea of what they have for this year's crop. And so, you know, depending on where they're at with their marketing for this new crop, corn and beans, again, they should have a decent handle on it. But you mentioned, you know, some of these export uh, thoughts and some of the global issues we have out there i know we're watching energy prices in europe fertilizer plant shutdowns and thinking about 2023's crop if some producers have maybe thought about some marketing already you look at you know december 23 corn around that 610 615 mark november 23 beans kind of that 1380 mark it, you know, is it realistic to try and maybe lock in a little bit of even the 23 crop, or is it too hard to judge right now with all of these global factors and wondering about input prices, et cetera, moving forward? Well, I'd say seasonally now is not a time where we really like to make a lot of moves because we tend to see our lowest prices of the year here right before harvest starts. But you bring up this idea of as we're looking forward to 2023, there's this balancing act between Concerns about higher input costs, and let's face it, I think we will see higher input costs as we look towards 2023. Concerns about where energy prices are going to go. Yet, we still have really good prices on the board as we look out there. You know, you mentioned the 610 for these 23 corn. So the only moves I'm really looking to make like right now would be maybe if I'm looking at trying to pre-purchase some fertilizer right now, and I'm going to lock in that fertilizer price. Well, now's a good time. If I'm going to lock in that fertilizer price, let me lock in a little bit of corn with it as well. Because what I'm doing there is I'm managing my margin. I know what I'm setting my output price at. I know what I'm setting my input cost at. And, you know, if that's a good number today, then I'll protect that as we move forward. And again, that is comments from Chad Hart, economist at Iowa State University. I got a chance to talk to him on Friday's episode of Market Talk. Always great to uh, catch up with Chad and get his insights into the market trade. Now, obviously, on Friday afternoon, we saw the uh, estimates from the uh, Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour coming in uh, pretty low on corn yield, 168.1, with soybeans 51.7, pretty much in line with the USDA numbers. So that'll be something to watch in the trade moving forward among all the other factors out there as well. 
That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great day.